Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. You will, your job in a recession is to protect your tribe. If you do not have work and you are not profitable for the firm doing a lot of hours or have business, you will be let go. When the economy is strong, corporate attorneys are on top of the world. So the first practice area that slows down always does is corporate. When the economy is strong, corporate attorneys are on top of the world and everybody wants corporate attorneys. It's crazy. It's so funny. I, I've, seen, I've seen instances where corporate has gone from where attorneys that are like a third or fourth year are practicing in a, this is in the 2000s, but might be practicing in like a third or three or four person law firm and a fourth year and doing like minimum, just general corporate work for small companies. And all of a sudden they're, they're like, wow, this major law firm in San Francisco just flew me out and put me up in a suite with this huge porch and and six attorneys took me out to dinner and wow, I went to Hofstra and all of a sudden I'm here I am having dinner with all these people that went to these top. It's funny. It's how that's how good it is. When and when the economy's strong, law firms are doing well and they have a lot of money coming in. They get a lot make a lot of money from these deals. And and attorneys in capital markets and mergers and acquisitions and finance are very busy. They're hired, they're very confident, they're that the attorneys and workers are in power. And, but when it slows down, things get bad. And what happens is capital work, markets work may come to a complete stop and other branches of corporate law will also slow down. And, and it typically affects the youngest attorneys the hardest. Law firms will let go more senior people, but really what they do is they try to keep their more senior people because it's, it's, it's a lot of training and work that, and they know what they're doing and they can always have them do simple tasks and the law firms know that things will pick up, but with the senior people or the junior people, definitely very much against them. And when the economy is active, law firms in New York and other major cities will always aggressively hire people to staff their matters. Corporate attorneys are rock stars. Everybody wants them. They can do no wrong. You rarely see corporate attorneys losing their jobs, even when they make bad errors, because law firms bring in, especially the big the big city law firms, huge summer and Silicon Valley, huge summer classes, law firm, people get multiple interviews. It's just great. And and attorneys, and they hire laterally like crazy. And this hiring spree results in huge corporate departments and lots of new attorneys coming out of law school and lots of junior attorneys. And, and what happens is there, there's far more work that, than with so many people. And, and there's often just a lot of stuff, let me just see here, going on. And but Eventually, there's more when the work slows down, there's a lot of people sitting around that don't have work. So what do the law firms do? It's very funny, too. Sometimes they'll move the, because they know everything's so bad. And in that practice area, sometimes they'll move you to other floors or areas where they'll be like, oh, we're moving our corporate people to this area, or this other part of the firm. They'll just move them all there because they know that there's going to be negative and they want to stop the chatter. It's very funny. And, and eventually, they, if things just get back worse and worse, they'll start layoffs and they'll do them stealth. Sometimes they'll say, you're not doing a good job or we didn't like that comment you made or that was really inappropriate. Those do stupid things to let you go. It, they're just protecting themselves. And, and many times the new associate classes that were hired during a better economy are have their offers put on hold. They're told to take a year off or something. And, uh, and these corporate slowdowns are ne- never good. And again, I could be talking about any practice area that's slow, but I just, I'm just giving you an understanding of that. And 
the very best, most qualified attorneys from the best law firms often lose their job. And it's often the biggest career disappointment they've ever had. Now, does this happen to every attorney? No. So if you went to Harvard, they may not do this to you. If you went to Yale, they may not do this to you. Or Stanford, I'm sorry, but there's a little bit, Chicago sometimes. No, there's a little bit of, there is a little bit of favoritism. And, and it's often the very best people with the very best backgrounds and markets. But that's that's just how it works. And, but not always. Sometimes they'll just let everyone go and care. Right? They'll say your grades aren't good or we're not, we didn't like your grades. Or sometimes they'll find errors on your resume and just all sorts of games they'll play. But but the very best law firm attorneys often lose their jobs, and it's often the biggest career disappointment they've ever had. Partners will be let go. So if you're a partner, again, I run a lot of webinars telling you to get business and how to get business. Partners are let go. The people that are dead weight are immediately let go, or they find reasons it's time for them to go. Even if there was work for them to do, not again, not all practice areas, but all sorts of people will be hit by, by cost-cutting measures. If you do not have work and you are not profitable for the firm, billing a lot of hours or have business, you will be let go. I just want everyone to understand this. This is what happens. It's a cleaning out process that happens consistently over and over again, and it's happening now. If you're a partner without work, you're in trouble right now. If you're an associate without work, you're in trouble right now. If you don't get business as a partner, you're in trouble. So if you're an associate, you need to figure out how to get work or get another job because they will let you go. And this is what's going on right now. I Again, I don't want to harp on this and tell you that I see the signs. They are here. They're as clear as day. And again, if this happens to you, you could spend months or years trying to find new employment again. This is bad. It's just... I see this happening to people I know and, and people. And I got, I was, I was in a restaurant not too long. I was having sushi and, and this guy walks in and he's, he was let go during one of these recessions and 2008 or something, never got another job. And he walks in and he was a partner at a big firm. I think it was White and Case. I don't remember, but I didn't have any business. Let go. And the guy's got a beard. And, uh, and again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the beer, but he was scruffy and looked bad. And just, I didn't even recognize him. And, and after the layoff and everything, he got divorced. His wife had divorced him. And because I don't know if he was why, I think because he was just miserable and couldn't, I don't know, and didn't, couldn't pay for things. And so he walked in and he was, was some, uh, I don't know, it's very sad. And he had a name tag on and it was showing that he was working in some kind of department at a firm. I, but it was not a law firm's company, but it wasn't, he wasn't practicing law. It was, it was sad. And this happens. It's just, it's, this is bad. So you got to protect yourself. You got to listen to the stuff I write. You got to say, you have to protect yourself. And this happens. And I get out trying to be overdramatic here, but I'm just, I see it. So I see it daily. I see it with people I know. Okay, litigation. Litigation tends to slow down when the economy is doing well and be active when it's not, which is a good thing. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today.
So in the recession of, but it's not always that way. And, and I'll tell you what kind of happened. So in the recession of 2008, 2009, same thing with, the, it, it's like you had a huge burst in IP litigation that started with the 2000, late 2000, 2001 recession, other types of litigation, litigation was doing great. And it took off and lots of people got very rich, you know, plaintiff's lawyers, defense lawyers, especially with IP litigation. It's just, it made some firms, it took firms like Quinn Emanuel to the moon. And it's just, it, uh, it was a great thing for a lot of firms. But for others, not as much. But the point is litigation tends to slow down when the economy is doing well and the afternoon it's not. Same thing happened in 2008. What happened in 2008 is the, there was so much money lost and everything and you had made off and all that later, but all this other stuff. And you had all these big lawsuits and things that happened with that and, and all the, just a lot of su- su- suing and you still had IP litigation somewhat active. And so there was a lot of activity. And I, and, but what happened to a lot of companies is they, there was so much activity and the lawyers to make up for the lack of corporate work, figured out that they could bill so much that within the next several years, a lot of the clients got very gun shy and litigation slowed down. I think because lawyers were just giving, billing too much to litigation. That's what a lot of lawyers, a lot, a lot, I mean, like 20 of them told me that that's what happens. But when the economy is doing well, I think there's less litigation. I think that when the economy slows down, again, these are my opinions, I'm, but I think I'm right. I'm not saying, I'm not, the, I'm not an expert on this. I don't practice law. I just watch and talk to people. But I believe when the economy slows down, companies start looking around for more money and finding people who made them owe, owe them money. They're upset. They've lost money in different deals and things. And, and so they start going after them as they should. But that's why the litigation starts up. And, and when the economy is doing poorly, the new summer classes and other lateral hirings is almost always done on litigation and not corporate where there's not a lot of work. So what happens is people that are probably would be good corporate attorneys. And again, I talk about this all the time, but if, if you're hired to be a corporate attorney and if you are a corporate attorney, people that are corporate attorneys tend to be people that like math and science and those types of disciplines. People that are litigation attorneys tend to like history and litigate, reading and writing, and they just most people gravitate towards one or the other. It's pretty much written in stone by the time you're very young, which one you like the best because they can, but going to the wrong practice area is sad too. But the, the, there's overcapacity of litigation when the economy improves. And that's just something to understand. And then, so if you are hired and you do litigation during a bad economy, then there's going to be an overcapacity when the, when the things improve. And, and so that that that's something to think about too, because then you have problems, but it's not that much of a red flag at the moment to talk about. But what happens though is when it improves, the clients become exhausted about these major expenses and become litigation shy in the future. What I will tell you that I would watch if you're a litigator, it's funny if you're a defense litigator, but you will start seeing a lot of, if you're a partner, you sh- this is just business, you will find extra work to be done and extra problems and uh, try to get associates and your clients to spend more money. Associates will be pressured to do the same. There's nothing wrong with this. You're just providing a better legal service, but you will. your job in a recession is to protect your tribe, which is your firm. And that's the job of the partners. And by to protect your tribe, you find a lot more work with the litigation to be done. You have more disputes. You're less likely to settle. You push things further than you might normally, just what happens. And I watch it all the time. It's very funny. 
again, I'm in this business and, and, and I watch what attorneys do and it's just what they do. So they, they find work to be done. They prevent disputes from being settled. And I had a funny experience once I was in a, I was in a case and, and it was a litigation case and, and I'm not going to say what firm it was at, but I was in a litigation case and I'd just written a motion for a case to be dismissed against my client because there was no legal basis for it. It's suing somebody for something where there's, and so I'd written some, it was a demur or something along those lines. And, and I think it was, the forum was wrong. It was, I don't know, there was a bunch of things that, that the case didn't, should have been dismissed. And I looked at the pleadings that were filed after I'd written them. And the partner was a young partner that needed work. I had taken out, and it was his client, taken out all the good arguments. And, and I, he didn't know that I had saw it and signed it and made it basically a very weak paper, a very weak motion. And the client had already signed off on the good motion, but turned in a weak motion and very funny. It's, and again, this was not the right thing to do. And this is not how partners in big firms normally behave. And I'm sure this person got in a lot of trouble later on in their career for doing. Anyway, this is what they did. So little did they know, but I went to the hearing the next day because I wanted to watch it. And, uh, and I saw the final motion on his desk and I couldn't believe they'd taken out all the arguments. And he lost. And, and I proceeded to litigate this case for the next year or more, I don't remember. But the point is that people try, and there may have been reasons that I'm not aware of, but for me, it looked very bad. And uh, again, I'm not throwing anyone under the bus because I'm not even telling you what firm it was or the person. And and I certainly respect everyone I've ever worked for. I would never say anything bad about them. But the point is that that happened. And so people will do things to, to keep litigation going. They may not settle cases when they're settable. They may not, uh, they may ask for extra discovery that's maybe not necessary to prove a point. All these sorts of things happen because firms need money. And that's your side. I'm sorry, but this, I'm not telling you to be unethical. I'm telling you, and I didn't like what that partner did, but this is what happens. I had another candidate. I was very sad. University of Chicago graduate law school, top of his class, like one of the top three or four students, just amazing freaking background. And he was at a firm and they, and this is not too long ago, he was a litigator. And again, he found some reason that the case should be dismissed, that he was given all this research or something or, and, and, and came back and was like, this is not necessary. This, there's this loophole. You can get out of the case right away. And he was at a big firm, like a big brand. And the firm was like, you're fired. They fired him because he went around a partner's back and was like, I can't believe we're doing this client. And they fired him and uh, very sad. And, and he was so depressed. I worked with him and he was only like four months out of law school. And I worked with him and got him a job at, I think, Quinn Emanuel. I got him an offer from Boy Schiller, I think. But then for whatever reason, he was conflicted out. And, and then the firm he was at blackballed him and, and uh, I think prevented him. And when I got him these offers, he was working with like 20 other recruiters because he was doing everything he could. And each of those recruiters was like, I'm only going to send you the jobs. I'm only going to send you to a couple firms. I'm going to do this. And I sent him everywhere I possibly could to every big firm. He didn't want to go to a smaller one. And, uh, and, uh, and he was like, no other recruiter would do that for me. Thank you. And he couldn't believe every recruiter in Washington, D.C. was like sitting on their high horse. Oh, I would only speed openings. And these are, so he couldn't get anybody to send them anywhere because these recruiters are more concerned about their reputation than doing the work, which was a lot of work to send them to 
hundred firms and get behind or write a custom cover letter for each of them and put my do everything I could. And but this is what I do for my candidates. But the, the point is that I got him these jobs and then he was blackballed. Then when he didn't get them, he's I'm giving out. I was like, you gotta apply to more cities, you gotta do this. And he said, I'm gonna give up. And then he said something really sad. He said, My father committed suicide and I'm afraid I'm gonna end up like him. And, and he quit his, this again, the guy graduated like the top five students in this class from Chicago Law School. And he said, so I'm done with this. I'm practicing law and thank you. And then he like hung up. And so for months, I, I texted him and I emailed him. His LinkedIn profile, by the way, still hasn't changed. I don't know where he is. Wow. Again, just wouldn't answer his phone or emailed or no email responses, all this kind of stuff. So this is a big deal, guys, girls, this is a big deal. And, and you need to not give up and, and you need to, if you're at a firm and you don't have work, you need to create work, you need to stay busy and you need to not question your supervisors and you're not smarter than them. You need to keep, protect your firm and your tribe by getting work. This is your job. Again, IP litigation got very busy after the 2008 through 2011 recession. A lot of people, it wasn't that very good. So a lot of litigation work, but then there was a Supreme Court decision, Alice Corp versus CLS Bank, and, and it made it more difficult for patent trolls and stuff to survive. And it shut down a lot of work. At that point, tons of IP litigators lost their jobs as well as partners. I'm very sad there too, as well. I saw giant, I was a, talking to one, one woman and she was, I hate telling all these stories and I hope I'm not boring people, but these are important for you to hear. I talked to one woman that had been at Jones Day, and she went over to a big, very prestigious New York law firm with seven or eight other associates from Jones Day that she'd worked with doing IP litigation. And, and they were like very enthusiastic. They hired like this firm hired all these people from Jones Day and then all these other associates from other firms. And, and she was like, this was the greatest experience we ever had. There was so much work. I was billing like 2,800 hours a year for three years and getting all this exposure and depositions and all this type of work that I wouldn't have gotten. Again, Jones Day is an awesome firm, which is I wouldn't have gotten at uh, Jones Day's New York office. And we loved it. And then all of a sudden this case came out and within a year, they all lost their jobs. There was no more IP litigation. And another story of someone just being completely devastated along with all these other great attorneys that lost their jobs because they were IP litigators and there was not a lot of work. Since 2015, a lot of that work has slowed down. We certainly place IP litigators still, but a lot of it has slowed down. And as cases are settled, many law firms aren't able to bring in new work and replace the work that was lost. And so a lot of attorneys didn't have jobs after that. And, and again, Goodman Proctor is another great firm. Love the firm. I think there's a very good firm. There's nothing negative to say about it, but they've suffered a lot of layoffs. They had a lot of layoffs of patent attorneys after 2015, patent litigation attorneys after 2015. They're also having a lot of layoffs now. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. 
Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. Good firm, but same kind of thing. I couldn't believe it. I, they laid off so many people in 2015 that, and same thing going on now, that I had all these candidates that applied to work with us from Goodwin Proctor. And we're talking about, I'm not trying to brag, but probably half attorneys at that firm that are associates or maybe more are in, have applied to work with us at some point. And that's like that for every big firm, which is one reason it's good for law firms to be my friend. But, and I don't, I hadn't worked with them because they were my client. I don't know what was going on, but I certainly hadn't worked with them, but I, we've tracked what's going on with them. And so I was just curious. I was like, what, where are all these attorneys or where are they going? And it was the same thing. Years later, solo practitioners doing different jobs, nothing comparable. And I was sad. A lot of them, I, I couldn't believe it. They were from Harvard and all these things. And, and this is just what happened. Now, this is a patent litigation, IP litigation specific. But again, when people lose their jobs and layoffs, it's freaking nasty, man. And if you're in a practice area that's slowing down, you need to really retool. And this is what happened to these people at Goodman Proctor. I just, again, I love Goodman Proctor. I think there's so many good things about the firm. I think politically, there's just a lot of good things about the firm. But this is what happened. And it's not Goodman Proctor's fault. It's uh, it's the market. And it's what happens. And, and litigation can be hit hard. Over the past several years, litigation is not done as well as it normally did. And then again, IP litigation, there was a huge slowdown on IP litigation. So that also something. So a lot of these IP litigators, if you're smart, if they were smart, went into general commercial litigation. And and a lot of people I know have also lost their jobs when companies get sick of, of paying the money to fight cases and they settle them. Lots of cases. There was a great firm, one of the top oldest firms in Los Angeles and San Francisco, and they had offices all around the country, Heller Ehrman. They had three cases settle all of a sudden and their entire firm collapsed. They've been around since the 1800s. And this is a major firm with these top order, the Coif, Stanford, and all this kind of stuff. So this is what happens. And lots of firms collapse when litigation settles. And this is what's going to happen now. I think that lots of these cases will settle. And again, this is, if you're not a litigator and you're in corporate, I've warned you about corporate, but litigation is in, is in danger. I've seen law firms overly dependent on one client. That client goes out of business and it's, or one industry, it's just, it can be bad. So that's just something I just want everyone to understand that litigation, even though it tends to do better, I do think that there's a lot of risk right now. Patent prosecution. And I think that's definitely slowed down in large firms due to economic forces. It's, if you're a patent prosecutor, I know almost everyone on this call is probably not a patent prosecutor, but I'm going to talk about it. If you are, it was busy for a long period of time but it's slowed down at a lot of large law firms, definitely. And then again, it was very funny. My first placement was at a firm called Baker and McKenzie and in their San Francisco office when I was moving some guy from, he had a small practice of, I think it was just him in Portland or something. And he got hired by the San Francisco office and he was making maybe at the time $60,000 a year with his own practice. And and he got hired by Baker McKenzie as a third or fourth year attorney. This is when there were hardly any patent prosecutors in the market. 
is a third or fourth year attorney at over 200,000 in the Bay Area, which is just at the time was unheard of. It was much more than anyone was paying. And, and he's like, nah, I don't think I'm interested. And they said, what about a $50,000 starting bonus or something? And I was like, at the time, this is not what was happening anywhere, maybe 10,000 for a clerkship or something, but, and he still turned it down. So I'm just telling you, and I said, maybe I should say my first offer, not placement, but that's what, what was going on. But now it's just, it's nowhere near like that. Those people are not as marketable. There's a lot of prosecutors. If you're thinking about doing this as a profession, it's people are entering the market and there's a situation where there's a lot more candidates than there are jobs. Uh, the slowdown has occurred not just because of an oversupply, but because clients aren't willing to pay large law firm rates for patent prosecution. So what's happening again, I don't, I know this is probably very boring if you're not a patent prosecutor, but a lot of firms are doing that aren't big firms do flat fee work. Large law firms don't like to do flat fee works. They charge by the hour. That ends up costing the clients multiple times of what it should or much more than the flat fee works. A lot of this patent prosecution work is slowed down. If you look at firms in New York, there's hardly anybody doing it. Big firms, they just, and if they are, they just have one or two people that are supporting some clients. It's just not going on. That's how that, what's going on with that. That's a lot of smaller firms do it. And so that's making things so that works. And, and a lot of times the work's even being done in India and other overseas locations that are getting the work done at a lower cost. And this move to lower cost providers has created kind of an atmosphere for prosecutors. It's very difficult for most large law firms to do the work anymore. So if you're a patent prosecutor, you're definitely going to have some problems. I know that we always have a couple of trademark attorneys on this call, so that's why I'm going to talk about this for you. I know that some people think that the market's still active. A trademark is traditionally active when, when, the, when the market is good and people are starting new businesses and have a lot of enthusiasm. And then when it's not anymore, then it, it slows down. And, and to me, that's exactly what's going on right now. Just I don't think that there's any practice area that follows the rise and fall of the economy more than trademark law. When the economy is going well, there's always lots of trademark openings because there's so many people out there starting new companies and, and there's a lot of business activity and people are enthusiastic and quitting their jobs because they believe that they can have their own business or, or starting their own business and hiring attorneys. But when there's economic slowdowns, there's a, there's a fraction of new business activity and hardly any trademark work. Not only are they off, there's hardly any positions. One year ago, I'd never seen so many trademark jobs on our sites. There were literally, I don't know, hundreds on BCG. I was astonished. And why was I astonished? Because in like 2014, 15, we were talking about or 13, maybe two or three around the country. And again, we monitor every law firm. Like I'm talking about good sized law firms, decent, but we monitor most law firms for trademark jobs. There might've been a lot more on law crossing because that monitors every firm. BCG monitors our clients, law crossing monitors our clients, but every law firm. So there's obviously more jobs on law crossing, which is a great source of jobs, but every job on Indeed is on there, every job on from law firm web. And anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not here to promote that site. I'm just telling you there were a lot of no trademark jobs, all of a sudden a lot when the economy got good. And now those numbers are decreasing as we find that they're closed. Trademark, if you're in trademark, you're probably you may have some ongoing work, but I think it's going to be a major trouble. Real estate law is one that I see and going to have a lot of problems. It already is. It's it's really bad right now. I'm talking about transactional, not 
foreclosure litigation, stuff like that, which is a good market, I'm sure. But real estate law tends to do be very active during easy lending environments with low interest rates. When I got started in legal recruiting, which was in the late 1990s, interest rates were high and there wasn't a lot of work for real estate attorneys. So I would get these calls from people that were upset and couldn't find jobs and there was anything you could do. And when um, I tried it with, then there were a lot of times older attorneys. And again, I believe in people. I put everything I could into these real estate attorneys and nothing would happen. Uh, but I would get some stuff. I had, it, this is not a nice story, but I had one attorney that had been a partner at a big law firm and was out of work for a year and a half. And what do I do? So if you're one of my candidates, what do I do? I send you a lot of firms I, because, I mean, I send you ones that are appropriate. I'm not, but they do a lot of firms. So I sent this particular guy, he was out of work, one of situations where very depressed and having all these issues. And so I, I sent him a lot of firms. I finally got him an interview at a mid-sized firm in LA. And he went in there and they got an offer uh, and they sent me the offer letter. And he'd been making $300,000 as a service partner at a big firm before he lost his job. And at the time, the starting salaries in firms in Los Angeles were maybe for associates were maybe 120. And his offer, and again, I want to just make sure you understand like how this uh, this works. His offer was for $80,000 a year with a a 1,800-hour minimum. Again, I want everyone to understand this. Starting salaries for attorneys, this guy at a big firm with $300,000. His starting salary that they offered him, his salary was $80,000. He had a mid-sized firm, but a well-respected $80,000. And I called him. And, and then, oh, and then they said something to me like, we're only willing to pay you a $5,000 fee. And I was like, that's fine. You pay me whatever you want. I'm just trying to help this guy. And the fee would have normally been a lot more than I had contract with him. But, and I was like, you just, that's fine. I'm just trying to help him. But the point is $80,000 salary for starting salaries for attorneys. Again, just starting for first year associates, 120. So they offered a partner. They didn't offer to hire him as a partner. They offered to hire him as counsel, I think. $80,000 to an $1,800 minimum, meaning they had, and I called them and I was like, wow, like this must be a mistake. And, and this partner was, you could hear him in an office on a speaker phone, like smiling, thinking it was funny. And he's, oh no, it's not a mistake. We know what the market's and We know we're the only one would work and we know he's going to accept it. And that's the only thing you can get. And I hope he appreciates our gesture and all this stuff. And we're going to give him the work. This is what was happening in 2000. And and I was like, wow, this is pretty freaking amazing. He took the job and God, I don't know, I uh, didn't follow up on that one, but that's what happens. This is for real. So the interest rates back then were very high. Interest rates are high now. And again, I can't believe that this stuff happens, but this is what happens. And no one's gonna say anything that his partner's paying, this firm's paying a counsel less than a first year associate. Wow, because we know there's no work in the market happens. And that's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.